Hello, and welcome to Good Content, a podcast about living out our faith more boldly through radical love. I'm Alex. And I'm Erin. And we're so glad that you're with us. For this first episode, we'll be talking about why we started this podcast and what good content even is. But before we do, we're going to roll this bumping intro music. It's slapping. It is slapping, so you can go ahead and get your dance on, and then we'll see you on the other side. Welcome, 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 welcome. Okay. There's a song about that. We're not going to sing. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> Thinking about it, not going to do it. It's not a musical. We can't do that. Alex hates musicals. I do hate musicals. I, I, I really do. I discriminate against all musicals. And I like her anyway, so that's how you can tell we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Although I, I am partial to... Um, uh, what's the one with the green lady who gets the house dropped on her? <laughs> That's the worst Wizard of Oz. Of Wicked. Oh, Wizard of Oz? You were talking about Wicked? Oh, either one. Her sister wasn't green. I'm not going to hold this against you, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm not very well versed in my musical, so I'm very sorry. <laughs> but you know what? That's not a requirement here. You're still welcome. We like you. Yeah. So, Who's we? I mean, I like to pretend that I have friends and... Like what am I, chocolate liver? Yeah, <laughs> you're not very delicious. I'm not very delicious. Um, welcome to good content, y'all. This is the first episode. We're excited to have you here with us, as though you're in the kitchen with us. Yes, we're recording this currently from my kitchen, um, next to some wilting sunflowers. But they're still beautiful. They are. Um. So, I mean, we're just going to get right into it. Yeah. Um, we just want to talk about why we're starting this podcast um, and sort of what our different takes on it were from the beginning um, in terms of what makes something good content. Yeah, so Alex, the podcast in general was your idea. So do you want to just talk a little bit about you know what got you started, what prompted you? Yeah, yeah, okay. So I am a huge movie nerd like every movie i've seen every single movie and you know all the words to everyone and i know every word to every one of them um (laughs) so i mean not just movies from america like movies from all over the world and um movies have always been sort of like an escape for me um and but as i as i became as I'm, i'm a convert um and as i grow in my journey as a catholic i started to wonder um how the media that I'm consuming is actually affecting me. Um, it's funny. I was um, I was doing Lectio Divina once, and I came across this Bible verse. Um, actually, do you want to read the Bible verse? Yeah, it's okay. it's the one that really got me got me thinking more and more about what this means. Yeah. So the verse is from Matthew six twenty two. And the New International Version says, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. 
Yeah, and I, thank you. And I remember, like, I remember reading that in Lectio Novena and not understanding why the Lord even wanted me to <laughs> to read that. I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> like, you you know how that moment, like, when you're reading scripture and you know something important's happening, but you just don't get it? Mm-hmm. That's that like, all the time. <laughs> okay. That's like, that's what was happening to me. So I was like, okay, well... I don't really know what this means. So I kind of like filed it away in my memory. And then when we started talking about podcasting and all that stuff, it came back into my mind. Mm. Um, And I mean, essentially that scripture is saying what, like whatever we look at, whatever we consume and through our eyes and through our other senses really kind of affects our souls. Yeah. Um, So that's what got me interested in the podcast. Crazy how it's the living word, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all don't know this about Erin, but she loves to, she's very witty, and she is a big punner. She loves puns. I do love puns. Punner, is that a word? I don't don't know. You made it one. You're a writer, so you can do it. We're both writers. (laughs) We are. We're both writers. Oh, and that's the other thing, right? Do you want to talk on that? Like, why you... um, why you're interested in content in, in general and also like the fact that we're both writers? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, good content is, is really important to call out. Um, Cause just in general, like the way that I frame things, the way that I think about them, I don't like to say like, Oh, that's bad content. I mean, sometimes you have to do that, but the way I like to do it instead is to call out something that is just good content. And I just, I do that in everyday life. Um, like something <laughs> will happen and it's funny to me, or I don't know, I just like see some kind of joy in it. And I'm like, that's good content. And yeah, I don't know. It's important for me when those things like, which really, in my opinion, just like show the glory of God. Mm. Um, it's important to me when we can like call those things out and like speak truth into them and say like, yes, like this is the essence of what this is. It's good. And I think that's a positive angle for encouraging more of that good content. Um, as opposed to just saying, like, no, this is bad, don't do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's almost like when you're raising your children and you have that positive reinforcement as opposed to, like, no, child, I'm going to only punish you. Um, and as writers, we, I think, have we have a big job. Everybody has big jobs, like, in no matter what your job is. Um, but there's, like, a huge temptation in the writing world and in, like, publishing and stuff to just, like fill it up with all sorts of bad content. And when we say bad content, we mean stuff that does not like glorify the Lord stuff that is gratuitous um, and speaks to some of our, like (sighs) what people think they want, you know, like sex, violence, um, foul language, stuff like that. And people think they want it. And so it sells. Um, And we feel that, you know, as Catholics, we have a call to exclude that content from our writing. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that for yourself, Alex? Oh, yeah. So, you know, I actually, you know, I'm a convert. I came to the faith a little later in my life. And so before I became Catholic, I was just like, I write whatever I want. I don't care. <laughs> I, I was irreverent. Um, I didn't care. I was like, I'm going to write what I want to write. Uh, I'll put sex in it. I'll put drugs, violence, whatever I want. Um, but then as I became uh, Catholic and I became, I w- was getting deeper into my faith. That's when I sort of like started to ask these questions like, God, what kind of work am I supposed to be doing in this writing? Like, how can I write what I want to write, but also glorify you at the same time? 
And that became a question that I'm still tossing around in my mind that I'm still like reckoning with every time I write a page. But like, you know, I'm writing a novel right now. Aaron's also working on a novel. We're both in this like sort of liminal space of like, what does it mean to be a writer and to be a Catholic? Mm -hmm. Does that mean that you have to like write a conversion story? Because I think no. I think I don't think so either. No, I mean, neither of us are writing Christian fiction. And that is not to say that Christian fiction is not good. I actually recently just read, I blew through this book and it's amazing. Um, it's called um, The Light um, and I'll, I'll link it in the show notes, but it's amazing. Um, the writer, the author of that book escapes me right now, but I blew through that book and it was excellent. Um, and she's a, she's a Catholic writer and it's, it's, you know, it can be called Christian fiction, but it's like Christian science fiction. And it's really interesting. Um, which really got me thinking like, I can still have fun as a writer. I can still include like language that someone would say that may be bad Mm -hmm. as long as I'm not glorifying it and making it something that people are, should be aspiring to, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like you want to be honest and you want to give a realistic representation of what's out there. Like, I mean, Flannery O'Connor, like she's, problematic in ways especially for in terms of race right but a lot of what she wrote about she just like revealed the evil and she didn't sugarcoat it and I think it's really important to like point out evil where it is and like don't pretend it's not there but like reckon with it work with it wrestle with it um and so I feel and maybe I'm wrong and you can uh, tell me if I'm wrong but I feel like a lot of fiction just does not approach evil and so it becomes really like sanitized in a way that's not necessarily helpful like christian fiction and movies yeah definitely like a lot of times i'll be watching a movie that's considered like christian content and i'll be like these people are arguing and they're not even raising their voices or whatever and i'm like this isn't realistic Mm. this isn't how life happens you know like I get into some, I have gotten into some pretty bad fights with friends, with family, and, you know, blue language coming out of my mouth, okay? <laughs> um, just mad, you know? And big it's mad. Big mad. Not even a little mad, like big mad. <laughs> and, um, you know, as, as, as Christians, we want to be charitable, but mm. we're not always going to be charitable, and... Um, I feel like it's not true to a character to write them in a sanitized way. Yeah. But also you don't want to write something or read something or create something just generally that is glorifying, um, you know, things that like the Catholic church is against and our faith doesn't promote, you know? Right. So I, I really think that the marker of good content starts with, like you said, how do, how is evil depicted? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like how, um, do people talk about their enemies? Yes. You, as you brought up um, in our previous conversation before we even started this podcast, that mm-hmm. was a point that Aaron brought, brought up was how do you, how does the person or the people in the movie or the book or the tweet or whatever, how do they talk about their enemies? Mm-hmm. Do they dehumanize them? Do they um, make them less than or like, how, so that, that's just something that I've been thinking about. Yeah. Cause I think like often, depending on like whose perspective you're in as a character, like every character can be the enemy at some point. Yeah. So, you know, like how are all of them seeing each other? And that's something that can be grappled with and maybe it's like a a progression, but yeah, like anything that dehumanizes or that even like erases the, the perspective, like going back to what you were saying about like arguments um, in, in Christian fiction and, and movies, like, 
we all argue and how are you going to feel if you're like watching something and you're like, Oh, these people are perfect. Like I don't see myself represented here. Like I have to like aspire to this like unrealistic thing. Like, no, you want to be working through stuff as the media you're engaging with is also working through that. Yeah. It makes no, that makes perfect sense. I mean, for me, writing is really therapeutic. It's really cathartic. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, I'm writing a character right now who is dealing with a lot of hardship, a lot of trauma, a lot of anger, and I'm not shying away from her feelings about it. And, uh, you know, she's, she's not some like happy go lucky, smiley character, but there is hope. Yeah. And I think that good, the, oh, another good marker of, um, of something that's good content is, is there hope in that's it? That's so true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like hope is the thing that like sustains the characters and the characters who really succeed and, you know, I use succeed as kind of like a, a loose term. Mm. Um, but if they're able to move forward and you're not like worried for that character at the end, but you're like, they can go somewhere, then yeah, that's hope driving it. Yeah. And I think that's honestly, that's what our faith teaches us is that there's hope. Yeah. Right. Um, I believe it's in Jeremiah, right? Where um, scripture says, um, I have plans and this is uh a paraphrase but it's it's as close as I can get it I have plans um not to harm you but to give you hope in a future yeah um and I think that that is so essential to content is not this sort of bleak um dark you know hopelessness right but that in that darkness there is a shining light and I think that's leading us to what's good and what's true and what's beautiful yeah. and I think that that's so important with any content Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's sort of what this podcast is trying to get at, right? Um, every episode, we're going to be talking about a topic um, that is leading us toward radical love, like something that's leading us more toward loving people more wholly, more boldly. Um, and I think since we're both writers, artists, the way that we kind of uh, work with that radical love aspect is through our, our writing. Mm -hmm. But we want to talk with other people about how they're radically loving other people. Yeah. Because we see content really like all everywhere in the world. It's, it's not just media. For me, I don't know. Do you feel that way too? Yeah, Alex? definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. so like everything that you encounter every action that you take, every like word that people say to you, like that's content. So how are we engaging with it? And we are hoping to engage with it as like, as radically loving as possible. I know I don't always succeed at that. I don't know me either. I don't usually <laughs> succeed and not often. It's like, man, it's a really good day if I do, but it's, um, I think a good way to approach things to strive for. Definitely. I mean, I also find myself like, you know, I'm thinking about, the moments recently where I've been just really frustrated mm -hmm. and feeling like love wasn't there yeah. in the church or um, even in something I'm watching or reading posts I see from other Catholics, all kinds of things. Like there's, there's been a lot of moments where I've wondered where the radical love of Jesus is essentially, mm -hmm. because that's what he did, right? Like he would go and sit with the lepers and heal them and, it, you know, um, you know, just be with the people that no one wanted to touch. Yeah. Um, and that is a, is such a, a radical and countercultural notion, I feel like. Um, and, 
you know, it's got me thinking, like, what does it mean to love someone where they are? Yeah. Like, what does it mean for there to be not just love, but radical love? Right. Yeah. I think that there's almost a lie um, that is really present right now that, like, we feel like, oh, like, we are radically or we are loving the people who are most marginalized. But, like, yeah. we're not. We're not. No. Friend. Like, no. Oof. Like, we're called to do it as Jesus did and does. Like, he is really with the most marginalized people right now, the most oppressed pe- people, the most, the smallest people. Um, and, you know, we right now are his hands and his feet that are doing that in the world with him, like through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And you know what? There's been so much nasty rhetoric online and so much bad blood between Catholics and other Catholics, between non-Christians and Christians, between Catholics and Christians, just black people and white people and uh, straight people and gay people. And the, the list just goes on and on. And there's just so much bad bad, bad stuff on social media. And three bads. Three bad. (laughs) So bad. But it's like, you know, there's all this bad stuff that we see and then we're we're just taking that in through the through our eyes. And it's just dimming the light in us. Mm, Yeah. It's just dimming the light in us. Every time we see uh, you know, another Catholic be mean to another Catholic or talk about this liturgy versus the other liturgy and everyone gets all up in arms about it. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are we doing? Right. Right? Like, is that the kind of, like, love that Jesus is calling us to? I don't think so. No, I agree. And, like, we can have conversations about these things, sure, but something that we're really interested in is actually having conversations and not just getting angry. Yeah. Like, having an argument for the sake of an argument. Like, personally, I hate conflict, so I'm not going to, like... Yeah. (laughs) We hate to. But, like, we care about these things deeply that we're talking about not only in the podcast but just in everyday life so like how can we do that in a radically loving way have those conversations yeah I think that's honestly that's the nexus of this podcast like Mm -hmm. that is sort of like um you know our our major aim is to talk about stuff that's hard Mm -hmm. talk about stuff that is uncomfortable that people do not like to talk about um like reaching out to our trans brothers and sisters um, reaching out to our gay and lesbian brothers and sisters, um, you know, finding a way to um, love each other as equals mm-hmm. at, to combat sexism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the kind of work that Claire Swinarski is doing yeah. the, with intersectional feminism, mm-hmm. the kind of like amazing stuff that has been happening on Instagram with like Leticia Adams and other people where they're passing the mic to black women. Like, yeah, that's great. That's the kind of stuff, like, anti-racist stuff, like, that's the kind of stuff I feel like isn't talked about enough. Um, and I think that that is what me and Aaron are seeking to to do, is to talk about some of these topics that are not getting enough shine. Um, like, a more full picture of pro-life advocacy. Yeah. Um, the shades of it. Yeah. Because God is in these things. He's in everything. So, you know, where is he in these things? What is he doing? How is he moving? Aware yeah. of the movements of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We want to find those. Yeah. And are we listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit? Preach. Like when, when someone disagrees with us, are we actually listening or are we listening to respond? Mm. <laughs> like I, I'm also guilty, like very guilty, present company <laughs> included. Like I'm listening. Someone's, I just feel like they're wrong, wrong, wrong. And I'm just like, I, I just can't wait till they finish. So I can <laughs> just start talking. Like <laughs> that's not loving at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. So 
like when you when that happens, you you listen to that last word and you're like, all right, there's the key word. And then like once I stop talking, it's like, all right, but this. And I'm gonna jump right on that mm -hmm. moment, and I'm not gonna think about or consider anything else that has been said. Right. Um. So I think you know we hope that this podcast can be sort of like a breath of fresh air from all the like bad negative kind of like trash content that is out there and that's not just movies it's not just books it's like when you open up your instagram and you see someone um you know bad mouthing someone in the faith or bad or you know or you you open up your instagram or you your twitter and you see people um talking about um you know, a current event in a way that's really, really damaging to many people. Like, ugh, that's such a... I've, I've honestly just wanted to run for cover for the last, like, three weeks. Yeah. I have wanted to, like, just crawl under a rock and just become the smallest, teensiest little speck of dust that only the Lord God could see. <laughs> um, so, you know, we are looking around um, for people to start talking about these really uncomfortable topics like racism and racial injustice. And some people have been really trying to step up like Chica. She's been doing a lot of work. Bless her. I know <laughs> father Josh, um, you know, like I mentioned, Leticia Adams, blessed is she has been doing some work too. Mm -hmm. Um, and so many others, so many others, but we wanted to actually just create a space where we invite people on to have conversations about, some of these issues that maybe the church isn't addressing as, as well as they should be. And this isn't necessarily a critique on the church, but it's more of just a space where um, if you feel like you haven't been getting what you're needing out of the conversations that are going on around you, maybe this can be a place of refuge. Yeah. Yeah. Like we definitely just want to say, if you are a person experiencing what Alex just said, you know, you aren't hearing conversations that feel like you're included. You don't feel welcome in the church. You, ha you haven't feel felt seen. Like, I'm just, I don't have any authority, but I want to tell you right now, like, you are wanted, you're seen, you're needed in the church. We need you. Um, there are other people like you, and you're all wanted, and, like, you're definitely wanted here on our podcast, but I mean, even bigger than that and more important, like, God wants you. <laughs> like, God made you. Uh, he made you intentionally, on purpose, the way you are, and he is just, uh, he's waiting for you. Yeah. And honestly, we're waiting for you, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can, I feel like I can say this for me and Aaron both, because um, we're very close friends, and we frequent the same parish and parishes and things like that. And I feel like a lot of times we end up being the sort of outliers on these big conversations about pro-life issues, um, or, um, people talking about politics yeah. or something like that. And, um, it, it's all very exhausting because we find ourselves as like the only two people on the outside of a conversation and it can be really alienating. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So I guess that's another reason we're making this podcast is a way to sort of <sighs> spread our arms really wide and just like... <laughs> Just tell people who need um, community or feel alienated from the current church or from any anything that we we're here. We hear you. We love you. Um, we want to talk to you. We want to talk about the hard stuff, um, and we want you to to talk with us about it. Yeah. And if you are not a part of the church, maybe you used to be and you left because you didn't feel welcome. 
maybe you don't have a religious background at all, like, that's okay. If you're questioning, you're totally welcoming, welcome here. And if you just want to, like, hear another perspective, like, yeah, we yeah. want everybody to be welcome here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're atheist, if you're agnostic, um, if you're of a different faith, I mean, all are welcome because that's truly the philosophy of Jesus, right? Is that all are welcome. Um, and, um, we're going to get into talking about like a little bit about apologetics on certain episodes. Um, we'll talk about doctrine, doctrine from the church. We'll also talk about things like mental health, mm-hmm. mental illness, um, and a Christian response to that. Um, stuff like forgiveness, um, and letting go. Yeah, that's because I, I have a problem with that. <laughs> Same. Uh, we're gonna talk about like what it feels like to be lonely and lonely in the church. Yeah. Um, we'll also be talking about. Um, we'll tell our conversion stories, and we'll have an episode um, or two maybe on um, uh, pro-life feminism. Um, we'll have an episode on occultism and witchcraft, um, and and the dangers of that. We'll talk about stuff like um, intercessory prayer, um, how you can pray for other people. We're going to introduce you to some wicked metal Catholic women. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, you know, staying away from gossip. So, I mean, we have a ton of like really interesting ideas and a bunch of really amazing podcasters have already talked about um, some of these things, Um, but we just want to give our perspective on them as well. Um, and maybe even be in conversation with some of those podcasters, um, who've already kind of done this work before us. Um, and we would just want to sort of like add our hat, um, our hat. I mean, you have great hats, I guess. (laughs) Add our two cents to the pot. (laughs) Um, you know, and just talk about, talk about our perspective on it. Um, as two like young millennial Catholic women. Because they're big conversations. Yeah. Um, Like Alex said, they're not talked about enough, so... We'll keep talking about them. Yeah, yeah. And we hope that um, if, if you're enjoying this conversation, that you maybe would even email us um, and tell us about some things that you'd like to hear talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we definitely um, are not authorities of the church or anything like that. Um, we're just two um, Catholic people who are trying to live out our faith more boldly and to love people more in much better ways than... Uh, than we, we, we do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're open to any any suggestions. If you have them, email us at um, goodcontentpodcast12 good content podcast. at gmail.com. I don't know why I decided that we should say that at Thank the same you. time. Because what? you saw me not knowing what the, <laughs> what the email was. So can you say one more I was time? I'm going to get podcast 12 at gmail.com. You can remember the 12 because it's the number of the apostles. Ding! And the 12 tribes of Israel. Oh, yeah. That's why we put the 12. Wait, I thought it was the apostles. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't 12 tribes of Israel. You said it was the 12 tribes of Israel. <laughs> Dang, guys, God is good. Like, you know, he makes all the numbers make sense. <laughs> We're writers. We don't do math. Um, yeah. I scored the lowest on my ACT in math. And I scored the lowest on the GRE in math and just anything in math. I'm not going to lie. I loved trigonometry, but... What? Yeah, it's a true story. What? I loved it. Ew. I would be like, oh, a triangle. Ew. It was wicked fun. It oh was so fun. Oh my gosh. I can't even... Who, like, I don't even know who you are. 
I'm here. I am, Lord. My name is Erin, and I love chicken on a tree. You heard it here. That was a real life confession. I <laughs> don't even know who she is anymore. Um. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will talk a little bit more about some markers of good content. So we hope you'll stick with us. Stay with us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Um, so for this next segment, we just want to go through some of the markers of good content. So stuff you can look for. Um, admittedly, some of the stuff you're not going to actually like, find out until you're done watching or reading a thing. Um, but there are things to look out for to say like, oh, do you want to watch or read more like this? Um, do you want to stop midway through? So these are just a couple of things to consider. So Alex, you want to give us our first marker of good content? Yes. Um, so the first, so, so also before we start, I want to say these are just content markers that we have come up with. Mm. So these aren't like official content markers for like the United States or anything like that. It's just, um, we watch and read a lot of stuff and these are just some of the common themes that we've come up with. Um, so these are in no way to, to say that these are, these are law or anything like that. Um, so the first one is how women are portrayed and how women's bodies are portrayed in, in media. So like, you know, if the woman is just, like wearing short shorts and wandering out into the like middle of a scene and the camera is just like like straight on her behind and that's the only function that she serves that's probably not great yeah content probably not <laughs> like that, that that's that's not that's not good content even in terms of like the plot or the like the themes or whatever if her function is only to like be an ornament and she's ornamental um and she's just like oh hello handsome superhero man (laughs) save me (laughs) (laughs) right then like we're not saying like oh like automatically that's all bad but like it's probably not lifting you up and if like that is the portrayal of women that you've seen and most of the content you've consumed it's probably like seeping its way into the way you think about women, even Definitely. if you are a woman. Definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, it makes it harder, I think, um, when they're when we're inundated with so much of it. Um, but I think that you know, as conscious consumers of media, um, it's important to think about how women's bodies are seen on screen. Um, you know, are we used as props? Um, those kinds of things. Just something to think about. Yeah. Do you want to do the next one? Sure. So another question to ask is how is race portrayed? Oh yeah, that's a good one. You want to kick us off? You can do it. (laughs) You can definitely do this one. (laughs) Yeah, so for example, if you are a white person and you only watch things that have other white people in it or read things with white people and like maybe you have a token character of color, like that's that's not cool. Um, That's not going to help your understandings of other people. Um, so, I mean, watch movies from countries that are not your own country, read books that are in translation, um, things like that. So, and you also don't want to have content that reinforces stereotypes of, you know, racial groups that are not your own. Um, yeah, like if every single black character in a movie or a TV show is a gangster or they have the pants sagging or if they're a drug dealer or something stereotypical like that, that's, that's awful content. 
Yeah. It just is. <laughs> right. It's, it's not going to help you, and it doesn't help anybody else, and it just it leads to a lot of bad stuff. That's so true. <sighs> um, I guess another one is how it makes you feel after you watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, have you ever watched something, and then you just... Right afterwards, you're like, ugh, I need a bath. <laughs> like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, or like, I need to go to confession. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ooh, I didn't catch the, I didn't get the pillow up to my face fast enough. <laughs> that That's, oof. So, you know, definitely, like, things like sex and intimacy are a part of life. And in the correct setting, it's something beautiful and supernatural that God gave us. But um, maybe watching something that's, like, Lots and lots of that is probably not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there are always exceptions to every single one of these, yeah. right? Which is that if if the whole picture of it is good, but there are only some isolated incidents in which there's bad content, I think it can still be good content. Sure, yeah. Like, you can fast forward through that stuff. And, and you should also, you know, like, be conscious of who you are and where you're at. So, like... If you're struggling with like, I don't know, like addictions to pornography or stuff like that, and you see a movie and it's got lots of sex scenes, then like that's probably not going to help you. So fast forward through those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or you know, likewise, if you're going through something really hard, um, like maybe you're a victim of sexual assault or um, you've lost a child, something something traumatic. It's going to be about that. Um, or if it's portrayed in a way that is sensationalizing it, mm-hmm. that's probably not good content for you. Yeah. So we're not here as like the content police hall monitors. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sometimes it can be easy to just throw on the TV or open up the Instagram or the Facebook or whatever and just start scrolling. And then you're like, before you know it, 45 minutes, an hour has gone by and who knows what you've even looked at. Right. And then later on, you're trying to go to sleep and something strange pops into your head. You're like, where did that come from? Well, it probably came from the content that you watched that you don't even remember unfollow the people that like you don't like their content or their content makes you feel bad oh i love the unfollow button (laughs) oh i love that oh i go through that unfollow button boom 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 boom. yeah she added that sound sound effect (laughs) to her computer no (laughs) i should though (laughs) no yeah no so i mean i think you know we we definitely don't want to live in a bubble or we never watch anything that makes us uncomfortable or that's hard but um, I think like just being mindful of like these, some of these things could really lead us to, um, I don't know, deepening our, our understanding about the world around us and, and even deepening our faith, um, asking us how, how even in these like moments of leisure or, um, downtime that we can glorify God, mm-hmm. you know, through that. Definitely. Um, so another thing that you might want to think about is does this piece of content um, make you think about or consider new things? Mm. Um, so this kind of gets back to the idea of like, you should consume content that is not about people like yourself. Um, but also like you should try to be encountering new ideas when you can. Um, when you watch a TV show, you don't watch the same rerun every day. Like you like new episodes because if you're just consuming the same kind of thing, like that doesn't engage your mind, doesn't help you, and it's frankly kind of boring. Um, so try to, to find things that are going to expand what you're thinking about. Yeah, or even like open up your ideology to to sort of 
you know, experiences uh, that are different from yours. Mm. Like if you are a person who is from like white middle America, maybe you should watch something about someone from another country that's in war, you know, or in like a war zone or something, or, you know, or maybe even people who don't look like you who are in your own backyard, Yeah. you know, and that, that can be really, that's been really helpful for me to get out of my own head, um, mm. to kind of like watch things about other people that don't resemble my experiences. Um, it's really helped me have like a more full picture and I'm still working on that. I'm still sort of, you know, what's helped me is like curating a list of things for myself that I think could expand my horizons about things. And your empathy. Like that's how you grow in empathy by like understanding the humanity of other people. And that's like really how, what art is for, or like one of the big reasons for art. Totally. I mean, and there's, there seems like there's a, there is a deficit of empathy right now in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, big time. It's like you know, you're out, you're outside, and you accidentally mess something up. You accidentally knock into someone, and like, what were you doing? And you're just like, sorry. Yeah. What? Who got up on the wrong side of the bed this morning? Yeah. Um. So you know, these are just some of the kind of things that we've been thinking about. Um. I mean, would you watch it with your grandma? Would you watch it with your kids? Would you? Would you? Mm. <laughs> or like how would you feel if you're watching it and they they came into the room like grandma <laughs> watching in the room hey grandma i'm just watching game of thrones <laughs> and she's like, ah! <laughs> i love game of thrones i do but you know it's a lot <laughs> it's intense i have to like i when i watch game of thrones i had to like really do do it in small doses because mm-hmm. it was a lot <laughs> and it turned my head a lot yeah <laughs> so and you know like think about also like why don't you want your grandma to watch it your kid to watch it like well have you ever seen the red wedding scene that one i read about in a book i think i don't think i watched it. horrifying I stop watching it horrifying violent violent <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah right so like you don't want to scar the other people in your life right so do you want to scar yourself and like why <laughs> no like i'm serious no it's true no it's definitely true i'm just thinking about how many times Game of Thrones has scarred me. Right. Yeah. And like, Truly. Why, why did you keep watching? Because I wanted to know what happened. See, keep, that's keep. No, okay. I'm so weak. I'm gonna, <laughs> you're not weak. Like, that's not why I'm calling this out. I'm just saying that like so many times that like I do this too. I, it's not good content, but I really want to know what happened. Like, <laughs> I'm like, dang, like this is a good story. Like what happens next? And I'm here to tell you friends that there is an internet and on the internet, you can find like summaries. Um, Wikipedia, hit Wikipedia up. Yeah, so like you can find out how the story ends. You can find the key points of the story. Um, and sometimes like you're like, yeah, actually, that's all I needed. I just needed that summary. Um, <laughs> I just need to know what happened to Reynard. What's a Reynard? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. I just made that up. Sounds like a precious gem. Reynard, the butler. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so these are just some things to think about. Um, so our next episode um, is going to be kicking off our deep dive into pro-life activism mm-hmm. and advocacy. So what are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about race, racism, 
racism. <laughs> race and racism. But I was like, what if we make a portmanteau? Just kidding, we can't. Um, so Racism. Race and racism and police brutality. And police brutality. And how it is, in fact, a pro-life issue. It is. Not well, sure how? Stay tuned. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we're looking forward to talking about that because it's something that is so present in our world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we're just really hoping that we can have a good conversation about that and generate some discussion around how to be better pro-life Catholics in the face of, I mean, what's a national crisis right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, that is all we have for you today. Or is it? Dun, dun, dun. Because we want to share with you some great content or some good content that we've been consuming ourselves. Yes. Oh my gosh. I almost forgot. No, I did forget. <laughs> I forgot. I definitely forgot. That's why I reminded you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you want to kick us off? Yeah. Um, some good content that I have watched recently is this show on Netflix called Call the Midwife. It is so good. It is very... Um, heartfelt um and it deals with hard things too at the same time like um poverty and racism and um having a child that you maybe don't want to have um and what kind of grace you can get um through other people um it's not a religious um show at all it's um more of a it's a it's like a biopic it's based off of a woman who really lived oh really i do believe um so it's called call the midwife and you should watch it. It's really good. Yeah. What about you? Um, this is a religious one. And I just want to be clear. I think hopefully we made this clear before. But it doesn't have to be like explicitly Christian to be good content. Um, <laughs> no. But it just so happens that I've been watching this. Alex and I have both been watching this. And yes. I just love it. Like it, I was not expecting to love it as much as I do. But it, I love it. I already um, know what you're going to say. <laughs> it's called The Chosen. And it's about the 12 apostles and Jesus. Um, yeah, and it it basically follows Jesus, like, when he chose the 12 apostles, like, right around the time of when he began his public ministry. Um, it's awesome. It's gentle. It's compassionate. and Romantic. It is romantic. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, it's just so sweet. And it shows us so much about the humanity of Jesus, like the humanity and the divinity. But like, I think something that we fall into a lot is like forgetting his humanity. He is fully human um, and fully divine. So I love it. It's on YouTube. They also have an app where you can watch it. Um, And I hope you like it as much as I do if you watch it. (laughs) I love it so much. And the guy who plays um, Jesus on the show is a Catholic, Mm. which is really amazing. Um, it's just so amazing. He actually recently just spoke at like a, the, I think it was the first ever Eucharistic conference. Yeah, the online one. Yeah, so it's just oh my god, that show is such a gift. It is. Yeah, so we we hope that this podcast will be a gift to you too. Um, we're hoping to drop episodes every single week um, on a new topic, um, ranging from um, reaching out to the LGBTQIA um, uh, people in the world. Um, to something like spiritual warfare, just different things every single week. Um, more than likely we'll have, um, guests, a guest on, um, hopefully to talk about some of these things and give you a perspective other than our own. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're really looking forward to, to spending this time with you. Yeah. Put your seatbelts on friends. Yeah. We're a little crazy. (laughs) We're a little sassy. Yeah. 
And around this time, it's probably time for us to play the song. Yeah. Please don't go. I need you so. I'm begging. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Big Content. And we hope that if this podcast was something that you found valuable, exciting, or even a little bit funny, that you'll share it with a friend. And join us next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.